Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today my guest is Dr. Karen Kahn, and we're going to be talking about why many sensitive souls take longer to heal. A little bit about Karen. Dr. Karen Kahn is a medical director, doctor of light medicine, a multi-number one best-selling author, and the founder of Tolpok Khan Healing Method. According to research, approximately 30% of the population are highly sensitive, and in her experience, they suffer more from depression, anxiety, allergies, autoimmunity, and multiple chemical sensitivities. Her mission is to empower sensitive souls to use their gifts as superpowers to heal themselves, fulfill their mission, and create a life of joy. What she's really passionate about is seeing them shine their light so they can pull the world out of darkness. Her latest number one international bestseller is Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm thrilled to have Dr. Karen Khan on today, and we're going to be talking about why many sensitive souls take longer to heal. And so um, welcome, Dr. Khan. It's such an honor to have you on the podcast. Oh, it's such an honor to be here, Dr. Christine. Thank you so much. You know, we really um, connect on so many levels. I just love the work that you're doing. And, you know, you have this kind of niche in working with sensitive patients. And I have over the years attracted a lot of sensitive patients. And you say is something that, you know, kind of got downloaded in me as well, is that I've said to my sensitive patients, you know, your sensitivity can be your superpower. And, you know, you've taken that and educated uh, your community and now mine on this. And so I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Mm -hmm. Me too, me too. And it's so funny because there's so many of us in the healing world, uh, not just clinicians, but people, helper, healer types that are highly sensitive, who were never told they were highly sensitive or not honored that they were highly sensitive. And then they end up in the healing profession. So that is not a coincidence. Right, right. I know. It's like we're always on our path, right? And if we can see all these lessons along the way and opportunities for growth. Dr. Karen, when we think about, you know, what a sensitive soul is, how do you describe that for someone who's listening? Well, you know, I'm going to go to the research a little bit. A number of years ago, Aaron did a study and found that in this study, about 20% of people were considered highly sensitive. So these people had uh, sensitivities to light, noise, fumes, electricity, um, like human emotions, things like that. And what's really interesting, when I was researching for my book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, uh, which came out last year, sorry, that didn't quite Oh, well. yeah, yeah, um, love it. You know, I asked her team, hey, could I get the exact citation for that study, right? So the team came back to me a couple of weeks later and gave me a different study, a more recent study. It was from 2018, which showed it's actually one third of the population, not wow. 20%. Yeah, so, you know, a little over 30% of people are highly sensitive. So in my world, what does that look like? And I'm sure you've seen this as well, is that people can feel other people's emotions. They Sometimes they sponge them. Uh, they can walk into a room and feel bad energy you know, and don't feel good when they're in there. And they tend to not do very well with conventional pills, like medication pills, shots. They tend to have awkward or you know, opposite reactions sometimes. And they tend to have a lot of allergy. If they're not well grounded and healed and, and have full control of their superpowers, so to speak, they tend to have symptoms, including autoimmunity, allergies, sensitivities to all sorts of dyes and chemicals and, you know, electromagnetic sensitivities. So they can't even have a cell phone and some of them can get really, really sick. So the highly sensitive people are people that tend to react 
to energy in a different way, uh, can sense this energy in a different way than so-called the average non-sensitive person. You know, the sensitivity is not only in this like energetic level, but also, as you said, this, you know, physical level, it's almost like the canaries in the coal mine, right? The, the sensitive soul Absolutely. often they'll say, oh, I don't detox well from this, or I'm sensitive to this. I'm like, you're, you're actually probably how we all should be, you know, reacting to these known um, harmful things in our environment, but some of our bodies right. are you know, asleep to it. And so, you know, not, you know, kind of reframing it from that. But again, they have to navigate, right, this really, you know, interesting world that we live in right now with all of these burdens environmentally and energetically. And so how do you kind of, what's your framework when you think about sensitive souls is like their energetic sensitivity um, make them more susceptible to being sick? What's your understanding of the connection? Yeah, I think one of the simplest visuals I can give people is sort of like, you know, highly sensitive people can sense and feel lots of different energy. And as we know from quantum physics, everything is energy. Non-sensitives may receive information in a kind of a, you know, very simple way in whatever environment they're in. Highly sensitive people actually have bigger sensors. So it's like they have a humongous radar So the information coming in is overwhelming. There's too much information for them to process in a human body in efficient speed. So it's like, you know, giving them a fire hose of information, you know, that they can't process. And therefore, sometimes the body just can't catch up with that. And of course, if they have their own stuff, they're dealing with their own emotions, traumas, whatever, you know, bad habits, eating a lot of sugar, whatever that is, then it makes it even worse because then they really can't process the information. And so what I find is that they need to be able to hone their skill and harness it so that only the information that's necessary for them to understand or process or receive gets processed and everything else can then be cleared or released away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, and that's a great explanation. I, I haven't really um, heard it explained in that way that, you know, they're kind of sensed, they have more sensors or they're, they, they just have the ability to sense their environment more strongly, which I, um, that makes a lot of sense as you explain that. And so how do you um, start helping people work with this superpower so that they don't become so overwhelmed and so reactive? And ha- where do we start? Yeah, well, you know, there's three mistakes that highly sensitive people who I call sensitive souls make on the opposite side of these mistakes are kind of like the cure, if you will. So Mm -hmm. one of the mistakes is that they think there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And this is very common because, well, gee, I've I've got autoimmunity, I've got fibromyalgia, you know, all these things. And they think there's something wrong with them. And instead of thinking there's something wrong, just understand that who you are is who you are. And actually you're more gifted if in some ways than, than the average non-sensitive. So reframing that, because we know our minds have a lot to do and our mind and emotions have a lot to do with how our biology uh, expresses itself. So this is epigenetics, the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton, who I'm a big fan of. So it's taught that, you know, what you think and perceive and how you think and perceive then produces emotions, which then produces signals, which then your cells can activate your DNA from emotions, you know, mm-hmm. and from thought alone. Like you don't need to necessarily need a chemical or something to bind to a receptor per se, a biological agent to make a change in your DNA. So by changing the perception, the wait a second, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm actually highly gifted and sensitive, you know, the sensitivity is a good thing. You know, that shift alone can help so many people just shift out of that negative thinking that you know, that there's something wrong with me. And and the other side of that 
is they want to be normal. So it's another mistake. You know, it's like saying, I want to de-evolve. You know, like it's not going to happen because we are evolving and highly sensitive people are an evolved human. Uh Maybe not in like, we're not taking care of the earth like we quote unquote should. We're not having sustainability practices. We're not caring as much about the quality of our environment or what's healthy to the average person. It's more about, you know, corporate profits and making money and, you know, what's the quickest, fastest way to X, Y, Z, which has absolutely nothing to do with human health and wellness sometimes. So that desire to be normal actually is a problem and can cause even more symptoms because you're trying to be something you're not. And so that's a mistake that I see people make. And one of the other ones, a major one is that they can't discern what is theirs and what isn't theirs. So, so that is a skill set, you know, to, to learn that. And there's many different levels of that. But one of the things that I've been teaching and I've, you know, putting in my books and things like that is a technique that I'd like to share with folks, if you're open to that, that they Mm -hmm. can learn. Yeah. So this technique is a way to basically be here, be now, now. I know people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eckhart Tolle talks about the power of now and the presence. And But I got to tell you, even having read all those books and been in all this Reiki training and everything like that, Dr. Christine, I could never make myself meditate. Okay. Not for very long. I just, I was busy. I like being busy. And I just didn't see the benefit of it at that moment. Like people were like, yeah, yeah, meditation. Yeah, yeah, that should be good. You know, but I was like, Honestly, the people that I did know, friends of mine, close people that did meditate sometimes for two hours a day, their lives weren't any happier, better, or more prosperous than mine. So I'm thinking, I'm a, I'm a science nerd, right? I'm a medical doctor. I'm like, you got to prove it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't convinced. Just the backstory, I did find that there was one book. I love efficiency and I love healing quickly. So this book was called The Secrets of Instant Healing by Dr. Frank Kinslow. It was very thin. And I was like, great, I can get through this book quickly and learn how to instantly heal. And so he put you through this other procedure. And I thought, oh, really easy. You know, you touch stuff here, pay attention, touch stuff here, pay attention, pay attention to both. I'm like, that's pretty easy. And I had a feeling of what that felt like. And I was like, that's it. So I was like, okay. So I started experimenting on that. I started kind of doing it regularly. And then lo and behold, my life started to shift and change. Like positive opportunities kept coming. Money started coming in. Health shifts were happening. And I was like, hmm, this is very interesting, <laughs> you know? And even though I was doing healing work already, what I found was that doing this technique, quote unquote, periodically throughout the day was very powerful in manifesting a different reality. And then one day, one of my clients says, you know, I was telling them you should read this book and check this out. And he says to me, um, I don't really get it. I'm not really using it. I said, well, I don't understand. What do you mean you don't get it? He goes, well, I, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. He said, okay. So I said, well, I'll tell you what it feels like to me. So, and, and everybody who's watching can do this right now. And this is exactly what I thought. him. I said, okay, well, I want you to just like, you know, rub your hands, you know, kind of move your body a little bit, just, you know, move a little bit. And then I want you to stop and close your eyes. And I want you to feel the energy in your body. Can you feel that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can feel waves. I said, great. I said, well, focus on that and feel it and then uh, follow the flow. Where's it going? And he's like, well, it's going here, it's going there. I said, well, that's it. He said, that's it. I just have to feel that, that movement. I said, 
So then he became an expert. He could do it anytime, anywhere. Boom. You know, he ended up manifesting incredible things in his life, including his you know, favorite car, you know, Porsche. So <laughs> I just realized a lot of highly sensitive people, their dominant uh, spiritual gift, Dr. Christine, is actually clairsentience, the ability to feel in the body intuitive information. And I'm that's my dominant Claire. So if I'm going to feel something or if I'm sorry, if I'm going to sense or intuit something, oftentimes it comes through my body. Now, there's other senses like clairvoyance, the ability to see, you know, spiritual information, energetic information, clairaudience, the ability to hear, clairgustian. So we have all of these, but some of them are more dominant than others. And I, at least for me, uh, they're all increasing, but the clairsentience is my dominant one. So sensitive people often, especially if they have autoimmunity, chronic pain, you know, they often are, we already can diagnose them in a way that they're clairsentient, <laughs> you know. They don't react well to medications. Like that's almost like diagnostic. So for them to be able to turn their attention inwards may not be comfortable at the beginning, especially if they have pain. But if they can just feel the flow of energy in their body, then that gets them into what we call a stillness point or zero point, some people call it. And we connect to source. We connect to that source of all creation, that inner wisdom. And in that space, then we get into what I call an auto healing space. And uh, that's where things actually start to move out that are not yours and that your body gets into a relaxation place where the that body naturally heals. So just curious what you felt like just doing that for a moment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love this. I um, I felt like a pool of energy, like on my kind of right, kind of, I guess, right lung or right side, you know, and I was just, you know, if I probably stayed in that state, I would have seen where it traveled but I got kind of pulled right there you know so that that was interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and what's really neat and what I really appreciate Dr. Kinslow for is that um I honestly felt bad about not meditating on a regular basis (laughs) because I thought I should right and I was shitting myself I'm like oh just 10 minutes a day that's what your spiritual teacher told you how hard could that be right but I couldn't make myself do it and when I was talking to Dr. Kinslow, he's like, you know, he says, my wife is the happiest person ever. And she never sits down. <laughs> she never does sitting meditation. But we can do this on the fly. Like, you know, I, that was my words. But like as so we can feel the energy in our bodies while we're talking. You know, I, I can feel the energy traveling in my body and pay attention to that and talk to you. Mm-hmm. I can be washing the dishes and feel it. I can be exercising. And feel the energy flow. So every time we pay attention to the inside, we're we're bringing all the energy inside the body and being grounded. We're being fully present. And I didn't understand that's what it meant to be fully present, Mm -hmm. to have all your energy circuits here in the body, not in the head, in the body. And that I call stillness on the fly. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's so simple. It's so easy. It's so it's so free. Uh, Literally, you don't have to pay for it. That sometimes. You know, people are like, oh, it can't be that easy. I'm like, eh, actually, it is. So, the more we can do this second by second, minute by minute, multiple times a day, people will start to see the synchronicities and the signs and the opportunities coming in. And that's where guidance comes in because your mind's quiet because it's so busy focusing on the inside of the body. And that's the number one thing that I recommend for highly sensitive people. And in fact, it's that's why it's in one of the first chapters of the book. Yeah, no, what a great tool. And again, you know, I think in this modern day with these chronic illnesses, you know, we think about how complex they are and how 
you know, how many things we need to do to unpack them and unwind them and, you know, help, you know, people restore their health. I have a dear friend who I walk with a lot and I, I say, you know, I just don't think healing has to be so hard. I've seen, of course, some incredible things in my practice, but I, the pioneer and the frontier sciences, you know, scientists are, you know, really trying to get us to that reality of, and that paradigm shift. And so I, I just love that. And kind of two points of what you were saying. Um, first, I just want to echo the, you know, the body sensitivity, because I think with my sensitive patients, really, the more that they can get in tune with the, their body, they mm-hmm. get so much information to help guide me in helping them, right? So they, you know, they're just so in tune. And, they, you know, the, the more they are in tune, the more that they just know what they need, right? And so I think that's really an important kind of reframe. And then, you know, the other point, you know, is interesting how just getting in connection with this energy, you know, allows, I can understand how that allows healing to happen in the body, right? Because there's this natural, what we call naturopathic medicine, the the vital force or, you know, the self-regulatory inherent ability to heal that biological medicine talks about. And so, but I I just kind of, when you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, quantum physics and I love McTaggart's book, The Field and all this work. Mm -hmm. Love her work. Yeah. The field of energy around us. And so is your kind of scientific mind sensing that the more we tap into like our own energy, we're also in touch with the field of energy around us to bring the things that we need in life? Yeah, absolutely. So in the quantum realm, they would call that the zero point field. So as we go into that stillness part and, and, you know, when I say the word stillness, unfortunately, I think people have a misconception or misunderstanding what that really means. They really, a lot of people think, oh, I have to shut up. Like I have to shut up my mind. And it's not a forceful thing at all. It's just directing what your mind does well, which is think (laughs) uh, and, and, and directing it to do something, you know, focus on this. So you're saying focus on this. And it, and it doesn't mean that people have to do it for 20 minutes in a row. It doesn't matter. Like, they're like, I can't stay in stellum, you know, stillness through observing internal movement. That's the name of it. I'm like, you don't have to stay in stellum. Can you, can you do it for three seconds? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. And so that is connecting to that zero point field where we know is an infinite possibilities. And that's, what's really cool is in the later chapters in the book, one, I have one that uh, talks about stone for negative emotions. So when we have a so-called negative emotion that we want to get rid of, sometimes we try to ignore it, pretend it's not there, and yet festers right here, you know? And what I found is if you can actually accept it as an energy, go into the exercise and actually feel your body while you're feeling that negative, so-called negative emotion, it'll Mm -hmm. start to shift and change without you trying to get it to go. And how many times, I know you've seen this and maybe experienced it yourself, that people have maybe a problem or a trauma or something is happening, a situation, and they have to make a decision. And it's like, feels like a life or death decision for them. And they just can't, they're just so anxious and upset and stressed. It's like they're making decisions out of reaction mm-hmm. instead of a place of groundedness. And so what I have found personally, I think this is the case for you know all my students and clients as well, is if they can feel even if they're like I'm anxious I'm upset whatever I'm like okay we'll go into stoom so feel that in your body in that moment and oftentimes as they're entertaining that movement in their body the answer drops in (laughs) that guidance if you will drops in and it could be just a momentary thought a feeling or sometimes in my case I just do I'll just take an action and I don't know how I thought of that action 
but then mm. it turns out to be the best action. It, it, it could be like, normally I don't open that email, you know, the emails from that particular marketer or something. Right. But that day I decided I'm going to open it, you know, and it's like this, this calling that says, just do this. It's very gentle. It's very subtle. It's not like an eight foot angel stands in front of, well, they're probably standing in front of me, but I don't see them. So it's not like an eight foot angel says, Dr. Karen, you need to do this, right? It's not like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the really cool thing. And then Stoan for Masterful Manifesting, which is another chapter in the book, talks about how you can use that because you're in the zero point field anyway. You mm-hmm. might as well seed it with your ideal reality. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then you can imagine your ideal reality and all technicolor, how it feels, how it smells, how it looks like, you know, and you kind of just practice being there. It's very different from visualizing, which is just visual. It's really embodying that ideal new reality. This is how I won many, 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 you know, figure skating medals as an adult skater by being in that space of actually doing in my body, even though I'm just sitting there, you know, imagining it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's much bigger than just a visualization. So we can actually tap into that zero point field and, and create from there. And that's how we do weather magic. That's how we influence the weather. So, you know, I've done this for so many people at, with them, actually, moved hurricanes, you know, that it's, I mean, somebody's right, right for the, the hurricane's coming right for, you know, Boca to Raton, Florida, this one, I can't remember Matthew or which one it was, we did so many. And, and so she's like, we're going to be under eight feet of rain, you know, and then, you know, please help weather magic. I said, okay, you know how to do it, right? So we taught everybody how to do it in our little group. So the, the hurricane comes and it goes like this. This is so funny. The eye of the hurricane goes like this and it separates and it goes around her. <laughs> she goes, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, just fantastical things. I've had people like my friend, Danny, who got married on a mountaintop near where we live. And it was supposed to be rainy that day. And they're like, Oh no, we're not going to be seeing anything. We're not going to have pictures. It's going to be all cloudy and foggy. And I'm like, no, it's not. We're going to do weather magic. Right. <laughs> so I taught, we were performing, we were doing African dance and drum. So we were performing, we were practicing. I said, this is what you do. So I taught them like in two minutes how to do it. So what they do is, I didn't even teach them the stillness part. I just <laughs> said, look, I want you to imagine what it is, what you want. I said, so I asked her, what temperature do you want? She said, well, I want this to, between this and this. Okay, great. So we're going to have like sunny, partially sunny. I'm thinking partially sunny because it's better for pictures. What do you think? She goes, yeah, that sounds good. You know, so we made a decision of what we wanted the weather to be. Then we all, except for one person, uh, we all basically beamed it out into the universe. And the day came, it started raining at the beginning. By the time the, you know, everyone got to the top of the mountain, everything cleared, the the rain cleared, the clouds cleared, it was partially sunny. And people are like, oh my gosh, can you believe the weather? And all these people were coming up to the bride and groom, can you believe the weather? And they're like, oh, Dr. Karen told that is weather magic, right? And they're like, huh? Oh, no, that's wild. I've definitely heard, I have not done that myself, but I've heard similar stories uh, with people who work in this realm. So no, I I totally think that's within the realm of possibility. And obviously your experience shows that. And, you know, so some people might be thinking like, okay, and I get this sometimes, especially when people have been sick for so long, they get afraid to really kind of tap into what they want because their life has just been such a Mm -hmm. struggle painful and there's been suffering and so for them you know every now and then I'll ask my patients so what are you going to do when you're better and you know and you kind of like look at them and they, they kind of like look at you like oh wow like I need to put more you know like that hadn't occurred to them like uh, they hadn't yes. thought of that reality in a while because they've been so Great question. like suffering and so you know how do we navigate you know 
this like cautious optimism or, you know, this kind of being afraid to like really tap into the life you want. And then can maybe Dr. Karen, part of that conversation is like this whole, like, I help people with their subconscious a lot. Like, you know, they might be thinking something, but there's this whole other program kind of wanting a different reality. And so they're in conflict there. And yeah, uh, just navigating those realities um, for us. Yeah, you know, what we do is, uh, so the the healing method that I do and teach is called the Tulpican healing method. We use divine muscle testing, which is a way of using our bodies. Some people will use a pendulum, but we have a process where we can help people get the the most accurate answers with the pendulum or with the body, which is what we prefer because so many people are clear sentient. So we use the body for these yes, no answers. And then I teach them how to ask the right questions. And that's, that's really my expertise is asking the right questions because Mm -hmm. I'm not really doing the work, you know, the, the spirit team, God team, whoever you want to call it, they're doing all the work, you know, (laughs) we're just directing the healing. And so one of the protocols that I've been uh, teaching to my practitioners is a, it's called the willingness and resistance protocol. So what that means is these questions that we ask really delve into that subconscious piece that you're talking about, because you're absolutely right. People are afraid of their power. In fact, I had a, a client recently who said, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why am I not harnessing these superpowers? Like, why am I overwhelmed with these symptoms? I, I want to get to the bottom of it. I said, okay, you we'll find out the answer. So we asked how willing he was to fully have control and, and access to his superpowers, right? The answer was 30% in muscle mm-hmm. testing. And then we asked, how high is your resistance to actually being in that space? So fully accessing your superpowers to getting what you want, et cetera. And um, we get that out of 10. So we, we clocked it in at about seven out of 10. So there was high resistance to that. So up until that, he did not have that awareness that he was actually a subconscious but resisting it and that he wasn't willing to go into that. So then we asked further questions and using the Shopakan healing method, we actually have quite a few helpers here. We actually have some charts where we, you know, we muscle test the answers in, in, in one of our programs. So we have charts. We found out that in an alternate timeline, he was a very powerful female cult leader and he had really great superpowers and was able to actually do telepathy and manifest things that probably were considered we would consider evil or bad in this day and age and so that made total sense to him why he would have been scared to to do those things so we went to see how willing he was to forgive himself Mm. for that and then we did the healing to optimize his ability to self-forgive and to release the resistance and unwillingness and after that everything was you know his resistance score was only one out of ten and that was processing and his ability to be willing to access his superpowers and use them was 98% from 30%. So I know it's very left brain intellectual, these percentages, but that's just the way we do it in our healing modality is we're very, very precise into like, where is the problem, you know, and let's get to it and deal with the subconscious mind that way. Yeah, no, that, that's fascinating. And I, there's so many ways to look at that, but I, I think that's such an important part of the healing journey, right? To understand potentially willingness, resistance, subconscious programs that are running that the patient isn't aware of. That's why they're subconscious, right? And just, right, right. you know, it's an old tape. Yeah. Playing uh, over and over again. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Dr. Karen, I, I, you know, sometimes I ask this in the beginning, but I, I kind of, I'm sure people are super curious as they hear you talk more, you know, you're a trained medical doctor, right? And so you're a trained medical doctor and 
you've evolved to your work, obviously, in so many ways. You're really a doctor of light medicine now. And so can you just tell us a little bit about how you, you shifted from medical doctor to doctor of light medicine and doing this powerful, you know, really work on this energetic level? Mm-hmm. Well, I think ever since, and sensitive souls often have similar stories, ever since I was really young, you know, the one thing I wanted was world peace. And I know that sounds really weird for a five-year-old to want that, but but that's very typical of highly sensitive people. Since childhood, they they really want peace and harmony, and and it, it really pains them, actually, to see the world in disarray and chaos and things like that. So that was always in the back of my mind, but of course, that wasn't very practical, I was told. So <laughs> to want that, I became a medical doctor because that's what you know, smart Chinese kids did, um, you know, first generation kids did and, and, you know, the top of the class and all that, you know, all that good stuff. But it was really hard on my physical body, Dr. Christine, like just the nights of no sleep, the stress, eating poorly out of vending machines at the hospital because I couldn't make the cafeteria in time before it closed, you know, and that happened all the time. It seemed that uh, I was kind of a frail kid growing up. So I didn't, I wasn't very resilient physically to the medical doctor kind of you know, lifestyle. And then when I did become, you know, uh, in practice, I worked for various different uh, organizations, including UCLA. And I was, you know, sometimes, you know, on call for, uh, you know, in some of these jobs, 17 days in a row, or, you know, 72 hours, no sleep over Memorial Day weekend. And it really took a toll on my body. And with the stress of, you know, me ignoring my sensitive soul self, and trying to be the best for everyone else, which is very common as well among sensitive souls is sacrificing the self for others. I ended up in in a place where I was really sick. So chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autoimmune disease, everything I just named for you earlier, (laughs) you know, like multiple chemical sensitivity. I mean, everything I I pretty much had, even depression and suicidal ideation and Mm -hmm. uh, had to make a decision. You know, I'm, I'm going to either change or keep pretending that I'm okay and I decided that I wanted to live and not die and would do whatever it took to get better. Because I know my patients that people did not get better. I mean, maybe when they work with people like you, but <laughs> regular Western medical doctors, they do not get better. People with fibromyalgia do not get better. So being partially disabled, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. And I use that medical mind and curiosity and tenacity, and I focus it toward my own self-healing. And so then I got to discover all sorts of really cool things like, you know, Reiki and nutritional therapies and spirituality and psychic powers and, you know, got together with a local uh, healer and spent five, six years, you know, learning from her how to hone some of these powers in, in the way that she could teach them. And I applied them through what I did with patients. And what I found was that I really loved energy medicine and became an acupuncturist and um, loved that so much. And then it wasn't until 2019, interestingly, Dr. Christine, um, you know, I had that feeling that I needed to shift because I was saying the same, I know you know how this feels. I was saying the same thing over and over again to the patients, right? Self-care, da, 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 right? And it was getting a little old because I was like, you know, if they just took the class, <laughs> you know, they can all learn instead of me going one-on-one. And then I thought, okay, that this is so much of my time. And, you know, I talked to some mentors and they're like, whoa, you are really undercharging for what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, so I'm just going to say to my patients, look, in order for you to continue seeing me one-on-one, face-to-face, you're going to need to purchase this course. You know, the course is $297, half price, whatever, right? And so that was like the line, that was the boundary to see who was going to be self-responsible 
and who was not. Mm-hmm. And some people were still submitting things to their insurance company, hoping they would pay for it. Mm-hmm. So there was a proportion that did stay with me, about 20 patients. And then I realized, you know, wait a second, I am paying $1,200 a rent a month for 20 patients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and even though I didn't charge a lot more, they did buy the program, you know, so that was awesome. But then I said, I really have to have a conversation with Source about this. So, you know, I went into my stillness and had this conversation and I got the answer May of 2019. It's time to call it quits. And I had already warned my patients, it might be a year, might be a year and a half, might be two years, you know, I'll probably transition to more online. And so it was about a year and a half, you know, at the May, you know, point. But at the time that I did the testing, I only had like three months to prepare. So I kind of rejected that guidance. And I'm like, let's do early, let's do two years, let's do November, right? So I'm thinking November, 2019. But you know what? The universe has a way of kicking our butts when we don't listen, (laughs) which is why I got fibromyalgia in the first place. So I learned to listen uh, faster uh, now. And so something happened in my practice that would risk my license. And I realized the minute it happened, and it was some minor clerical error, like it wasn't even anything major. Like I probably wouldn't lose my license, but it was like this moment from the universe, like, May 2019. <laughs> so immediately, like, okay, okay, May it is. I have no idea why May, but May it is, right? So I made all these changes, you know, to get that done. And I felt sad. I had to go through my own personal healing, healing for my patients, the loss, you know, all that kind of stuff for these 20 people. And some of them have continued with me uh, online, uh, but most of them did not. But I had no idea that COVID was going to hit. Mm-hmm. So thanks to me actually taking action on that guidance that I got from stillness, May, I had time between May and November to make all these changes. And I actually earned more money than I did the year before. Mm -hmm. So by the time COVID hit, I was already set online and I, you know, it didn't impact my income, but I would have, would not have guessed what was coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, thank you for, you know, sharing your personal journey and that story. Thank and how you for asking. Yeah, you clearly, you know, also, you know, walk this medicine, right? And walk this philosophy, which makes it so much more tangible for people to see, right? As well. Hey, not everybody listens to guidance, right? So it's like the fact that you're trusting um, that information. Uh, yes, you have like a little reminder, but still like, you know, <laughs> you hear things or kind of have a knowing, but don't always take action, right? Until we really, really. Um, right. Some people need more pain. And this is yeah. what I went through with my illness. They need enough pain for mm-hmm. them to take action. It's not that the universe is mean or terrible or, yeah. you know, to them, it's just that the, the little knocks on the door weren't loud enough, mm-hmm. you know? So then I call it the angelic two by four. It's like, mm-hmm. well, she ain't <laughs> listening. She's going 2000 miles an hour. So I think we need the two by four, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know nothing about this. <laughs> um, so Dr. Karen, you've given us this really simple but profound practice. And then, you know, you obviously, you know, teach people online. And I want people to, of course, hear all of the ways to connect with you when we wrap up. But are there any other, you know, if someone's listening, like, oh my gosh, I'm a sensitive soul. I've just been on this journey for too long. It's taking me forever to heal. Any other like tidbits or any other like pearls for them um, so that they can really experience the healing we all want for them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so just an extension of what we were talking about earlier about that mistake and, and the mistake is just not knowing what, whose stuff is this, you know, is this mine, this is not mine, is this the universe, is this an earthquake on the other side of the planet that I'm reacting to, you know? So that discernment piece is very, very important, especially for highly sensitive people. So they do have to take personal responsibility to figure out how they're going to figure out if it's their stuff or not, and then what to do with it if it's not, you know? And that's something that, you know, we teach in some of our programs and courses And I think if they learn skill, like I really love teaching the divine muscle testing because it's a very simple skill to learn. It's something that children can do and they can start asking quality questions and help themselves along the way. And one of the best questions is what percentage of whatever symptom I'm feeling actually is my stuff, you know, to heal. And then, you know, if they get like a 30%, I mean, 70% is somebody else's stuff, you know, and then the auto healing state and that stillness state and the stoem state that will start to automatically transform. But sometimes people that are highly sensitive have a higher responsibility because they're evolved souls. And that means that sometimes they have to know more or they have to understand more. So it's not just about, you know, coming to you, Dr. Christine and getting fixed, you know, or coming to me and getting fixed. You know, We don't fix people, right? We want to empower people to, to have their own healing experience. So they have that skill set you know, to go forward. And so when one discerns, hey, this isn't my stuff, then it's like, well, what do I do with it? You know, do I clear it? Do I send healing to it? Like what, you know, those are like the two main options that people often go through. If the answer is to clear it, then there's multiple different ways of clearing that energy. And then our sensitive soul uh, SOS program, we kind of share with them. And also in the book, I actually write, wrote it all in there, you know, and the sensitive is your superpower book, how to do those, you know, six different ways of clearing energy and grounding energy that isn't yours. So people can be more comfortable. They can be more calm. They can be more centered. They can be more clear. So they're not inundated with energy they don't need to know about. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I see that theme a lot, like where, you know, a lot of sensitive patients are carrying other people's, you know, oh, yeah. things or stuff. And, you know, that that's a huge light bulb, I think, for them um, when they're first hearing that. So no, I think it's, it's huge. And I love how you teach people how to do that themselves. Because, you know, while there's uh, so many gifted, you know, practitioners, and, you know, sometimes you do, it's time to work with a facilitator or guide, you know, like having the power to do that yourself is just so empowering, right? Especially if this is a, you know, a, a theme and a pattern in your life, being sensitive, there's going to be always, always room and need for clearing and supporting and all of that. So yes, yeah. exactly. It's sort of like people, you know, sometimes they go, why do I have to do all this clearing? Why, you know, and I'm like, well, why do you brush your teeth every day? Like, why do you take a shower? <laughs> because eventually you're going to get dirty, right? And you probably won't feel that good. And you probably want to clean yourself. So it's it's very, very similar. Why, why do we not take care of our energetic bodies as much as we do our physical bodies? Just because you can't see the stuff doesn't, well, some people can. It doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be cleared, right? And then they go, oh, yeah, I guess I do shower every day and I do brush my teeth. And, you know, we need to make it more of a normal habit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Karen, I'm just super curious for, you know, before we wrap up, you know, it's like when you see things in threes, right? I had that experience with you and you also work with these life wave patches, which, you know, you instruct and guide your clients on how to integrate to heal. And I've been, a patient was very kind and she sent me some samples as well. So it was like those, and I had seen one more place. It was kind of funny. And so I've been just exploring them with my patients and I put them on my body and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I just immediately felt 
a shift with them. And so I just maybe introducing what we're talking about in the concept, just because I think it does is kind of a, you know, another tool for sensitive people to utilize. Yeah, actually, it can be really, really helpful. And I mean, we could do a whole show just on those, of course. It's really helpful because I find that highly sensitive people respond really well to positive energy. And it's not that they don't respond to biologicals. It's not to say they don't respond to supplements or herbs or things like that. But oftentimes they respond even faster to energetic therapies. Now, Mm -hmm. these phototherapy patches that we're talking about, whether you're sensitive or not, they, they work well. And there's like, you know, $4.2 million of studies backing it, you know, mm-hmm. and hundred patents, you know, to, that show that they do work on the human body. Mm-hmm. And so depending on which patch it is, all, what you do is you put this uh, non-transdermal patch, which, me, which means that nothing inside the patch goes through the body. There's little tiny, 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 you know, crystals that resonate a set of waves or frequencies, and it talks to your body on the energetic level. And for example, our most popular one, the stem cell enhancing patch X39, you can put that anywhere in the body. And what it does is it signals a particular peptide to be produced in your body, which we don't produce as much as we age, which is called GHK copper peptide. Mm-hmm. And that peptide tells your stem cells, which are the cells that can turn into any other cell in your body, to get younger and to proliferate. So if theoretically, if you have a bum knee and you don't have cartilage in that, in that knee, then the stem cells can go to that knee and rebuild the cartilage. So that's what stem cells do. I mean, that's naturally what's in our bodies, but it's very different from injecting somebody else's stem cells, you know, or even injecting your own stem cells from a different, you know, part because your own stem cells, as we age, they age too. So by using light, we can actually reverse age literally. And so the patches really help with that. And for highly sensitive people, one of their major symptoms is anxiety. Mm -hmm. And there's one of the patches that I use very, very often in them. It's called the Eon patch, A-E-O-N, and it helps to calm the nervous system. Mm. And in very severe cases, I will actually use specific, because I'm an acupuncturist, I'll use specific acupuncture points and I'll put an Eon, and I actually have one behind this uh, ear right now from when I was sleeping, I forgot to take it off. And then I'll put one on their belly button right over that place. And one of my, my clients and students, uh, Jason, said I could share this testimonial. He's been having very, very severe anxiety for a very long time. So we ended up with this double patching protocol. And he just felt after years of, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, feeling too much, it just calmed his nervous system down. And he joked, he said, I'm never taking these off. Love it. Oh, my God. I- so yeah, so sensitive people will respond, generally speaking, will respond very well to phototherapy light and non you know, invasive therapies, you know, and they're very quick to respond. I mean, like I said, nonsenses respond as well. But I think in particular, they do better with light therapies oftentimes than they do with biological therapies in my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Yeah, the more we learn, you know, quantum physics, also like the fascia and how that receives light and, you know, yeah, the electric effect and you know, the, you know, the matrix and all of that, that, that makes a lot of sense to me, but no, they've been really fun for me to play with and explore. And I, yeah, yeah, integrate them more. So no, I I appreciate you sharing that. So Dr. Karen, how can people work with you uh, for people to take uh, courses and, you know, programs and also of course your books, but how can you people work with you um, at this point in time? Well, I think the easiest thing to do actually is to get a copy of the book. 
So mm-hmm. sensitivityisyoursuperpower.com. What we've done is uh, we've made a book bonus page. This was uh, left over from our launch last year. We just kept it up because I had wonderful people, you know, colleagues of mine give about a thousand dollars of gifts, you know, including I have three things in there. They're actually energy healing infused MP3s. So that people, especially for sensitive souls, so people can listen to them and receive the healing. And I think uh, if they read the book, and I hope they'll love it as much as you know other people have said they love it, they'll have a good feel for it. They'll actually have at least get started, you know, on that storm, the stillness through observing total movement. They'll have the bonuses, and if they feel like there's a shift, it feels like it's a right fit for them. Then, then after that, there are some links at the back of the book uh, to you know go further, join our community, you know, and and just being on my mailing list because you will be once people go to sensitivityisyoursuperpower.com and find out more about some of the, you know, free interviews and trainings that we're doing upcoming. It'll be really nice to see some new people. Oh, well, no, thank you so much for sharing that and all your work. And I'm excited to learn more from you and um, share more of your work with my community. And so um, I can't thank you enough um, for your time today. And we'll have all of that information in the show notes um, so people can find the link in the book and all of the, the goodies behind all of that. So thank you so much, Dr. Karen. Oh, my pleasure, Dr. Christine. Thanks for all the work you do. And I look forward to being on your Summit next year. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast today with my guest, Dr. Karen Kahn. All the information she shared is in the show notes, and there is a link to her Sensitivity is Your Superpower book on Amazon. And I hope you found this information enlightening and meaningful and have a beautiful day. 